All right, so, um, happy Easter. So this is probably the weirdest Easter message you're ever going to hear. Well, maybe not. <laughs> um, so I was preparing uh, for this message, and uh, Mike asked me if there was any songs that I just couldn't do without, right? And so it kicked me into looking at uh, some songs and going, well, are there any songs I just couldn't do without in this service, and did you, there's a lot of Easter, did you know that there's a lot of Easter songs out there? Um, but it, I landed on this Hillsong song, uh, it's called What a Beautiful Name, and it's not exactly known as an Easter song, but it struck me as I listened, so I wanted to share uh, my thoughts and kind of where God took me this past week through this song. You were the word at the beginning One with God the Lord most high Your hidden glory in creation Now revealed in you our Christ And that kicked me to scripture, right? You're going to get a lot of scripture this morning. This song is filled with scripture. Colossians chapter 1, beginning at verse 15. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all of creation. God is all, the Son has always been with the Father, has always been with the Father. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authority, all things have been created through him and created for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things. To reconcile to himself all things. All means? All whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. See, the name of Jesus encompasses more than, than we know, more than we can fathom, more than we can hope, more beauty, more wonder, more power, this name of Jesus. And so listening to this song, what a beautiful name, it, it just it knocked me over. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. And I began to think and I began to pray about this name and to listen to God's whisper. You know how God whispers and he nudges and, you know, I have never heard that audible, hey, Mike, here's what I want you to do. But, I've heard, but I have been nudged and I have heard the whisper of God. And, and, there, and he told me there's something very special here about this name, about this, this Jesus that this song is about. The name of Jesus is beautiful. And no thing, nothing, no thing compares to its beauty. You didn't want heaven without us. So Jesus, you brought heaven down. My sin was great, your love is greater. What could separate us now? 
Did you catch that? God didn't want heaven without us. There was no path for us, but he didn't want heaven without us. So think about that. First Timothy chapter 2, this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior who desires all men and women, all people to be saved. All means? All. He wants all to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. And I know a lot of times we start going, man, I wish he'd come back. Can I get an amen? You know? <laughs> But then, then we have Peter, who even back then they were saying, I wish he came back. And he says, the Lord is not slow about his promises, some count slowness, but is patient towards you. Why? Not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. He wishes that all would be saved. He wants that for us. God wants you, me. He wants all of those. He wants the dude at the kiosk. He wants everybody to be saved. But God is also holy and pure and righteous. So a pathway needed to be made because we couldn't do it. We have sinned. We can't, that pathway was broken. And, and so, Jesus, you brought heaven down. And if you've been here long, you've heard me talk about one of the big differences, if not the big difference, between Christianity and other major religions, other major faith traditions. They they want you to to earn your way, right? If you get right, if you do right, if you be right, and you work your way to the mountaintop, or you do the right things to get to transcendence, or whatever the target is of that tradition, then you'll make it, right? You earn your way, but it's up to you. Our God said, you can't make it anyway. So he doesn't sit up there on the, on the mountaintop going, come on up. He came down. Do you know how astonishing that is? The creator of everything knew that we couldn't do it. So he made the path. He came down because there was no way for us to become good enough or righteous enough or whatever enough or perfect enough. It, so, you know, he, he sent Jesus because we can't. We have this thing called grace, and it's costly grace. He became human. He paid our debt so that we can have eternity with him, and even more than that, so that we can live kingdom-focused lives. Now, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That prayer tells us that, it, yeah, we got an eternity before us, but there's a time now for God to be with us and God to make a difference in lives. We have a hope that is bigger than anything in this world, <laughs> bigger than anything that, that we may be facing. I know that life beats on us and gets us, and, and, and we're not sure if we can make it, but I'm telling you we have a hope in Christ that is big. Our sin was great, but his love is greater. Amen? that kicked me to Romans. Romans chapter 8. Uh, you know, you, you all know this, that I like this passage. Of course, I like a lot of scripture. Have you noticed that? Um, what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, <laughs> he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? When we align with God's will, God wants to bless us. Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? No one. No one. Christ Jesus who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is interceding for us. Jesus is interceding for you this morning. He's interceding for you in the midst of whatever trial you're going through or joy. He's, He's celebrating with you when you're going through those. You know, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Hmm. Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No. In all these things we are 
more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels or demons or present or future or powers or height or depth or anything in all creation can separate us from the love of God that's found in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate us from the love of God that's found in Christ Jesus our Lord. How amazing is that? How astonishing is that? You can't, his love cannot be separated from us. And when we get that feeling in our in our head, because it's usually from our head and not our heart, that, that, that God is distant, that's, that's not from him. There is nothing, nothing can separate you from the love of God that's found in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Isn't that awesome? This is our God. This is who he is. And not only is there an overwhelming love, there's a power behind that love. Death could not hold you. Luke 24, they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of Jesus. The veil tore before you. Matthew 27, 51, at that moment, the curtain of the temple. You don't know. Do some study. This is power. This is amazing. This was between the Holy of Holies. This is where God used to hang out. You had to get purified to go there. The veil was rent. In the temple, no more barriers between us and God when that happened. This is amazing. It's torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook. The rocks split. He silenced the boast of sin and grave. Ephesians chapter 2. I'm telling you. For it is God. It is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. So there ain't nobody going to boast about it. That's Mike's version of whatever that says up there. We don't boast about it. We boast in God. We don't boast in ourselves. The heavens are roaring. The praise of your glory. The heavens declare the glory of the Lord. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. After this, I heard what sounded like the roar of a great multitude in heaven shouting, Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and power belong to our God. For you are raised to life again. They went into the grave, and there they saw a young man with a long white coat. And they, and they were afraid. They were scared because you would have been and I would have been too. You see this dude up there in a white coat sitting on the right side. But he tells them, he says, don't be scared. He says, scared, um, afraid, that's what it says. You're looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was nailed to the cross. But he is risen. He's not here. See, here is the place where they laid him. Go and tell everybody. Go and tell his followers. Tell Peter. Tell the dude that you run by on the way to the Walmart. Tell the people in Walmart. Tell the people up here, Dollar General. Whatever it is, tell everybody. Tell the people down at the mall and just tell them about that, that he is risen. He's going ahead of you into Galilee and you will see him there as he told you. You have no rival. You have no equal. He is also the head of the body of the church, and he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself will come to have first place in everything. Now and forever, God, you reign. Luke chapter 1, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be exalted and called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. He will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the glory. Yours is the name above all names. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he called you. 
the riches of his glorious inheritance and his holy people. We are a holy people, a royal priesthood. God's special possession, that's who we are. And his incomparably great power for us who believe, that power is the same power as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that's invoked, not only in the present age, but in the age to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. What a powerful name it is. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a powerful name it is. Nothing can stand against. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus. Hillsong put it this way when they talk about this song. They say, perhaps some of us understand God loves us through the death and resurrection of Jesus, but have not grasped his power, his ability and will to move strongly in our present circumstances. Whatever is going on in your life, God is present. He has the power to change things. Or perhaps we understand God as the supreme, omnipotent deity he is, but have never known him close and tender as a friend appointed with, acquainted with the depths of our humanity. Knowing our flaws cannot perturb his love. What can separate us from the love of God? Nothing. Our prayer for this song is that we can all enter into a deeper, more lateral revelation of the person of Jesus Christ, the epitome of beauty. If you're here this morning and Jesus is not beautiful or wonderful or powerful, I pray that in these next moments, and I do, Lord, I pray that in these next moments your spirit will move hearts and move minds and draw people closer to you. I pray that it changes in these next moments. We're going to sing this song together. Call out to him. He's here. You were the at the beginning one with God the Lord most high your hidden glory in creation now revealed in you our Christ what a beautiful name it is a beautiful name it is the name of Jesus Christ what a beautiful name it is, nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus. You didn't want heaven without us, so Jesus, you brought
that could not hold you. The veil tore before you. You silenced the ghost of sin and grace. The heavens are roaring. The praise of your glory. For you are raised to life again. You have no rival. You have no equal. Now and forever, God, you reign. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the glory. Yours is the name above all names. What a powerful name it is. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a powerful name it is. Nothing can stand against. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus. Amen. This season, this year, let's let that name, let that just wash you, carry you, and lead you. You are not alone no matter what world or life tries to throw at you. He's with you. Nothing can separate you from the love of God that's found in Christ Jesus, our Lord. He's awesome. I pray that you come closer and closer and closer to him and that he knocks your socks off because you cannot encounter the living God and not emerge changed.